0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Meg, the expert astrologer. Last week we covered off how to pull your astro map and a little bit about what astro is and how it started. And today I want to share some tips on what to first look at when you're looking at your astro map. The first thing is to know is that astrology and the astrogeography maps are unique blueprints. So we need to understand our natal chart before we can understand how the energy will work for you in a particular place. Your natal chart is made up of all the planets across 12 zodiac signs and 12 houses. How the planets are placed in your chart explains the conversations or the aspects that they are having between themselves. These planets bring up different characteristics and they can offer you support in some cases pose a few challenges. Every house has a ruling planet and every sign has a planet that it rules. Understanding who rules what in your chart is a critical component to figuring out the energy and the characteristics that will show up at any given location around the world. The planetary lines that you see on astro.com are relevant and related to the four angles of the natal chart. The two most commonly referred to angles are the Ascendant, the AC, and the Midheaven, the MC. The other two angles are the mm Kuli. I can't say that, so sorry, RC, and the Descendant, DC. Each angle looks at different parts of your life. Your AC, your Ascendant line, deals with your identity. It's a personal awareness of self. Your DC relates to your relationship with the others. MC relates to how you show up publicly through work and career and how the world perceives us. Your IC is the private aspects to your life, your home and your family. When you look at your map, you'll see that there's a line for each planet in each of the four angles. And they're laid out on the map according to where the planets were in the sky at the exact time of your birth. That's why it's really critical to know the exact time of your birth to see what your natal chart and map will look like. Having a difference of 15 minutes could change your rising sign. And that in turn changes where the house placements are for all the planets. And it offsets the lines on your map. Each planet is like an actor. And the sign the planet is in refers to the role or the character this actor would play. And the house is the stage or the scene. Where the planets are placed related to the angles or the quadrants of the chart is also an important role to seeing what the common themes your soul will experience in this lifetime. That's why I really say it is a critical starting point of understanding your astrogeography is understanding your natal chart. You don't need to know it in a technical degree as to what like a professional astrologer would know, but you do need to know a little bit more than just your sun and your moon and your rising, especially if you're living on a line that doesn't represent those big three. Big three is your sun, moon and rising for those astrologers that are just starting out. The most important advice that I have for this episode is to look at the energy you were born on. So if you go on to asher.com and you see a little red dot on your map, that's your birth location. Okay, so obviously you know where your birth location is because you put that information in yourself, but you get what I'm trying to say. If you zoom into that part of the map, you'll see what line is closest to you. You want to get within 250 kilometers or 150 miles of an energy line to be able to feel the effects of it in certain cases and in special circumstances you can be further away than that you can be closer than that as well i like to use the scalable map setting on azure.com because you can really play around with zooming in and out and you can go down to street level on azure.com and i found that that really does help you if you click on the location it will on the right hand side of the page it will show you the distance that that particular line is to where you, you're looking. Now you could be living on a main planetary line or if you need to, you can take the harmonious and disharmonious aspects and you might be living on one of those. All of those um, energy lines are relevant and just as powerful. Understanding the energy of where your birth location is is really critical and that is the energy that you genuinely carry with you, no matter where you are in the world. So if you're like me, I was born and raised on my birth location for many years. I left there just before my second return. I did a lot of travel prior to that, but for the most part, I'd say the first 29 years of my life, I was mostly living um, very close to my birth location. Um, and, That has given me a really good understanding of what that energy means for me. It's Obviously, it's evolved over time and with lived experience and further study with astrology, I've really been able to truly understand what that energy is like and how that energy shows up for me. I was born on a Saturn DC line, so that's linked to my relationships. What's really interesting is that my Saturn is actually conjunct my DC in my natal chart. So it's a very relevant line for me. And I really do feel that that energy explains a lot, (laughs) but that's for another episode. (laughs) I explained what Saturn feels like for me in quite a bit of detail in a previous episode with Lauren, uh, where we talked about astrogeography and human design and what that means related to Saturn. I'll link that in the show notes for you in this episode. Okay, so I was born on a Saturn DC line, and Saturn is the traditional ruler of my sun, which is in Aquarius, and the ruler of my south node, which is in Capricorn. So being born with this energy is really a big part of my journey. And because of this, I think that this energy is something that I kind of follow no matter where I am in the world I seem to follow Saturn aspect lines or Saturn lines and a lot of my clients will say something similar I was born on for example a Pluto line and a few of my clients have actually been born on Pluto lines and for whatever reason they seem to be moving and traveling around the world to those Pluto lines and this is actually a really common thing because this is energy we're born with so it's energy we feel most comfortable with even if it's awful, even if it's tricky. I'm not saying that Saturn is hard. Okay, wait, maybe I am. It's tricky. Like it's tricky to to live on. And I think for me, especially somebody who likes order and control, often in my relationships, I take a lot of responsibility and I can be quite serious in my relationships and I'm very committed and loyal and I work hard oh, we could go on and on about me, but what I'm trying to say is there are things about Saturn that I actually respect, and so I seem to be driven to those lines. None of that sounds glitzy and glammy, but I do find, you know, responsibility comforting, even if it's out of balance for me, so understanding your birth location is the first step, Then look at where you're currently living right now. So, if you've moved um, to a new location away from your birth location, now you're interacting with a different energy line. And, you know, that kind of can bring up a new feeling for you. So, you're looking at the energy that you were born with and now the energy that you've lived on. And you need to look at what line you're on. Where is that? planet in your natural chart? What sign is it in? What house is it in? Is it close to an angle? Um, are there any tra- key major transits happening related to that planet? Um, with all that research and work, you've now got two separate lines that have really good lived experience for you to work with. And you can start uncovering what that actually means in your birth chart. If you find you weren't born close to a particular line, and you've checked that the harmonious and disharmonious lines, there's still no lines, I'm willing to bet that you're probably not living near your birth location anymore. It's likely you've moved. Um, And the reason I say that is because a place that has no energy lines whatsoever, no harmonious, no disharmonious, no energy lines whatsoever, zero, for like 500 kilometers either side, then it's likely that that's a reset or a recharge or a no man's land, a neutral space of energy. There is nothing for you to work with. It means that you rely heavily on the relationships that you are living with. So if as an example, if you stayed there as a child, you were still interacting with the energy lines of your parents. So look at their charts, look at how their energy lines uh, matched up to that location and then if you're still there in your adult life and with a partner then it's likely that you're attaching the energy of your partner or your relationship with your family to your experience so it's very critical actually to be living on a line of some kind for yourself um and that's that that's because We all are energy-feeling beings, and it's really important that we're interacting in our own energies, not just in other people's energies. And that's it for this episode. So now that we know the energy that we were born on and the energy that we're currently living with, and we have got a little bit of an understanding of what to look out for in terms of angles, houses, and signs, we are getting a better picture about the energy that you are currently living with right now. If you want to shoot me an email or slide into my DMs, tell me what you want to hear um, when you're listening to this podcast. What do you like? What do you love? What do you think I need to stop? (laughs) And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye for now.